Blog Talk Radio. for joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired.
also, if God lays it on your heart to sow into this ministry, you can do so on our website, which is www.barandabellamy.com. And again, this morning, I just want to welcome you to this Woman Up Wednesday prayer. We are doing so many things and seeing so many moves of God this year already. And, you know, this year has been declared a year of divine connection. So I'm prayerful that all of you, all of us, will have those divine connections that God has for us this year. Um, Last week, I started out the year by talking about the call on your life from God. And I want to kind of continue with that today. We're going to use the same scripture from last week, which was Romans chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. Um, And it reads, Many of the people of Israel are now enemies of the good news. And this benefits you Gentiles. Yet they are still the people who who he loves because he chose their ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. That last piece, just like last week, it gets to me every time it says, For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. When God calls you to do something, when God has something for you, specifically for you, there's nothing that anybody can do to change that. What is for you, it is for you. You see, most people, when they get saved, they aren't called directly into public ministry. So we're all called to be ministers of reconciliation, to minister salvation to the lost, and to minister to one another as brothers and sisters through the Word of God. But most people are not called into public ministry immediately. You know, that's why we have those people who work behind the scenes. See, everything that's done in the body of Christ makes up that all the little intricate pieces to what God needs us to do to make sure that we are successful in conveying the word of God to the masses. So you could be one of those people that are called to work behind the scenes, but that doesn't make your call any less than anyone else's. You see, there's a God gap inside of all of us naturally, and that only God can fill. We try to fill it with all kinds of junk. You know, music is one of them, school is another, business success is another one. It doesn't matter what what you try, there's only one thing that fits comfortably in there, and that's the Spirit of God. You see, one of the things that the devil has done is taken all the tools designed to worship God and perverted them and distracted people with them. You see, sometimes what we forget is that that the devil wasn't always, Satan wasn't always where he is now. He was in heaven. And he was one of the ones that provided all the music and and, and he he was a minister of music for God. So can you imagine the talent? Can you imagine what he could do with all the things that he knew? So he has now taken that same talent and he's using it for the world. Hmm. You know, people get distracted by things. 
including music. You see, the enemy wants to turn your attention to the things on the world and make you fall in love with them. Fall in love with yourself and fall in love with false gods. See, in the fourth chapter of Mark, the distraction of the ages is one of the things that name that comes to steal the word of God once it has been planted in the heart. See, music is one of the distractions of the ages when it is not used to glorify God. We should be mindful of who or what we allow to pour into our lives. That includes the music that we listen to. That includes the people that we allow to lay hands on us and pray over us. That includes all the things that we we devour and take in and suck in and allow to enter that space within us. See, music is used by the world to seduce, to destroy and manipulate. You know, I don't care if it's a nice, if it's nice sweet music. They play nice sweet music in the grocery store, for example. Do you know why they use music in the grocery store? Do you think it's because it's going to make you feel good? Mm-mm, I don't think so. It is to relax you so that you'll spend more time in the store and buy more merchandise. See, that music isn't nice and it isn't sweet. God is sweet. Music isn't sweet unless it puts your mind on God. You see, Philippians 4 and 8 says this, For the rest, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence, and is honorable, and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. And that, again, that was Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 8. You see, those are the things that you should think on. Music that does not direct your thoughts to God is not worthy of listening to. Perhaps you say, I don't listen to rock and roll, but there isn't any good Christian music I can listen to. Well, you're not supposed to be entertained when you listen to Christian music. It's supposed to be something that relieves your spirit, your soul, and your body of the heaviness of the day and put your mind toward God. It should remind you of how much you love God and how much God loves you. You see, if, if the music you're listening to doesn't do that, then it's not worthy of you even entertaining it. See, the difference in, in being prepared and grounded for your call, there's a difference in it. See, when you're not prepared and you're not grounded, the, the likelihood that you'll succeed at fulfilling the call that God has on your life is very slim to none. See, there's an apprenticeship period that we must experience as ministers of the gospel, a time of preparation, a time of learning the tools of our ministry. The first and most important thing we learn is the very foundation we establish for our new life, and that is simply the Word of God. We must gain spiritual insight and understanding of God's will for our lives through the study and application of His Word. Secondly... <laughs> We must work with the Holy Spirit to develop and to perfect whatever skill God has given to us. Whether musical, oratorical, 
whether you're an intercessor, you're in the ministry of health, giving, or any other skill, God demands a quality of excellence from us, his ministers, as we imitate him before the people. You see, during this time of apprenticeship and preparation, we learn to communicate the gospel. We learn how to grow in relationship with others and how to minister through our gifts. When you read about the musicians of the Old Testament, they often went before the soldiers. That's the frontline warfare. A lot of injuries take place on the battlefield if you're not prepared and girded properly. Do you think they were prepared and girded properly if they're walking in front of the soldiers playing music? You see, no matter what call God has on your life, no matter how excited you are about it, or how much you want to please God, if you don't get grounded in the Word of God, you are going to fail. You see, everything you do will slip and slide around. You may have a few minor successes, but nothing compared to what God wants without the Word of God. You see, the Word says in the book of Joshua 1 and 8, the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. That's Joshua 1 verse 8, and you can look that up. There is an expression, practice at home. And you know, that's a good idea. There's a necessary time of preparation. This time is more accurately called discipleship. It's not called shepherding. Jesus is the Lord, and the Lord is my only shepherd. No earthly shepherd is my Lord. It is biblical to submit one to another. You will never have an authority, any authority, if you will not submit to authority. You have to be under authority to be in authority. I have no fear of submitting to authority. I will always do what God tells me to do. Many times God, many times God will send men and women along your path to help you to do what God tells you to do better and more quickly. If you will listen to them and submit to them, no matter how difficult it seems at the time, you can avoid a lot of problems. A lot of problems. You won't be prepared for your calling if you're not discipled in the Word of God. And you won't be discipled in the Word of God if you're not hooked in somewhere. That place really should be a good local church in which in your area that teaches the uncompromising word of God. The local church will gain more power in the community if people will if people will submit themselves to it and, and disciple themselves in the teaching of the word. The whole community can be won through the local church. Now some people say, huh, the whole body of church, the whole body of Christ is my church. That is deception. If you're not submitted to anything, then nothing is your church. You're not even submitted to God because God says to get into a local church. Read Hebrews 10 and 25. That's, again, I say read Hebrews 10 and 25. You see, there has to be a commitment, a quality decision you've made to submit to God's way of doing things. Determine to put old things aside and put on a new man and flow into maturity that 
that so you can walk in the footsteps of Jesus. In the ministry of music, as in other areas of ministry, a lot of people don't want to pay the price of waiting on God. You see, years ago I made a decision in, in this ministry that I didn't care how long it took to bring deliverance to somebody or how long God wanted me to stand to do something or how people criticized me or what they said, even if it was a lot of people. I don't care anymore. You've got to get to the same point if you're going to please God. I've gotten past the point of caring what men think and I only care what God says to do. I'll do what God tells me to do even if only one person gets blessed. You don't need to be concerned about everybody because not everybody wants to or is ready to receive God. Huh. What I want you to see is this, that you've got to go for the one person God wants. Even if only one person gets free by you doing what God says to do, be faithful to what he says, no matter what it looks like, no matter how uncomfortable it feels, because you are simply answering the call. But you won't be prepared for that call if you haven't been hooked up somewhere and made yourself a disciple in the word of God. I really have to emphasize the need for you to be committed to a local church that preaches and teaches the uncompromising word of God. You see, God is tired of us messing around when he's given us so much. He's going to require a return from us because he doesn't like to lose out on his investment. If he finds a shirker, he'll try to get the slack out of him. If he can't do that, then he'll just move on to someone else who wants to do what he says. If you don't want to do things this way, then you can get prepared to stay home. <laughs> it's harder, but you can do it that way. You have to get an understanding of commitment. Get a hold of the whole spiritual picture or you're not going to succeed. You have to get a hold of the whole spiritual picture or you are not going to see. One of the key things that will determine whether you're, you succeed or fail with God is the purity of your motives. You see, the key to how much your talent will increase lies in your commitment. How committed are you to, to, to following the call that God has placed on your life, to answering his call, to doing as God has asked you to do? You see, the key to this call is being obedient and committed to your call from God. Ask yourself, are you obedient? Are you keeping your eyes stayed on him? Are you representing God appropriately in all things you do? Are you committed to sticking this thing out to the end? Ask yourself, are you that ride or die chick down for Christ? When the dust settles, will you still be standing as a full-blown representative of our Lord and Savior? Or are you just fly-by-night type of person or Christian? Are you a fly-by-night type of Christian whose roles change wherever the wind blows? Are you committed? Are you obedient? Are you ready to do as God has asked you to do, has equipped you to do, has called you to do, has prepared for you to do? Are you ready for what God has for you in your life? That's 
something that you need to ask yourself. You know, one of the things that I believe is that, you know, before we can move forward, before we can do anything that God has for us to do, we have to really be ready. We have to be ready for his call. We have to listen to his call. We have to get rid of some of these things that's in our lives that's causing all of these issues that we have, all of these strongholds, all of these strong men that are in our lives, all of these things that are on us that that permeate each day. People see them as we walk by. We don't think they recognize it, but they recognize it in you. I always say game recognizes game. So people that are like spirits recognize like spirits. So if you keep attracting these unattractive people, these people that have this mess with them, that are always keeping stuff going, that have a lot of junk with them and ain't accomplishing nothing, and you're falling right in with them, some of that stuff is still stuck to you. So you got to get that stuff off. So I found this prayer in this prayer book. This is not an original prayer this morning that I'm going to pray. And I think that this is a prayer that's going to help catapult us into moving in the direction that God has for us, the call of our lives. It's a comprehensive daily prayer. It's one that anyone can pray, but it's going to help us move forward. So I ask that you just bow your heads and go before the throne of God with me this morning. Heavenly Father, I pray for myself and I pray for all of those listening in this morning. We ask for you to forgive us for all our sins, our iniquities, our trespasses, our transgressions, our sins of commission, sins of omission, and any other sins of deception, desires of this world, disbelief, disdain, disobedience, dissension, division, divination, doubt, egoism, envy, false burdens, fantasy, lust, fears, fornication, fretting, giving offense, gossip, greed, guilt, hard-hearted, heaviness, hate, haughtiness, hypocrisy, idolatry, impatience, indifferences, intimidations, intolerance, irritation, jealousy, judgmental, laboring, lasciviousness, legalism, lust, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, lust of the mind, lying, manipulation, misbelief, murder, plotting, presumption, pride, provoking, railing, rebellion, resentment, restlessness, rigidity, rudeness, sexual idolatry, sexual immortality, sexual impurity, sexual perversion, selfishness, self-centeredness, self-righteousness, self-criticalness, self-analysis, self-pity, strife, shame, slander, stiff-neck, struggling, take offense, tension, unbelief, uncleanness, undermining, unforgiveness, unsubmissiveness, vanity, worry, worldly wickedness, witchcraft, mischief, perfectionism, frustrations, addictions, dependencies, murmuring, complaining, petulance, all unrighteousness, and any unknown sins according to Psalms 19 and 12. Heavenly Father, we repent for all our sins and we ask you to forgive each of us for all our sins, iniquities, trespasses, and transgressions, and to cover them with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and to cleanse us all 
of all unrighteousness. We ask you to do this in the name of your son, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Heavenly Father, we pray you will give each of us all the things that we ask according to John 16 and 23. And we ask you, Lord Jesus, to do all things that we ask for each of us according to John 14 and 14. We are thankful for this day, for this is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We are thankful for the blood of Jesus, knowing it cleanses us from all unrighteousness according to 1 John 1 and 9 and allows us to come boldly to the throne of grace according to Hebrews 4 and 16. I am thankful for the power in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth to protect, cleanse, heal, deliver, sanctify, redeem, justify, and to make all things new, to make us ready for the call that you have on our lives, Father. Heavenly Father, your word says that whatsoever we shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven according to Matthew 16 and 18. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bind all evil, wicked, demon, lying, unclean, tormenting, demonic spirits and strong men in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We bind them in in our presence and everyone we just pray for in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we loose them to where Jesus sends them and bind them and command them to stay there in the name of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth over our homes according to Exodus 12 and 7. We apply the blood of Jesus over every door and window of our homes. We apply the blood of Jesus over all the contents of our homes. We apply the blood of Jesus over who enter in and all who exits out of our homes. Thank you, Lord, for the homes and for the blood of Jesus over them. We apply the blood of Jesus over us as witnesses for you wherever we go. A city on a hill that cannot be hid. We will not hide our light under a bushel, but we will let our light shine before men and they may see our good works and glorify your you, Heavenly Father. We will give light to all those in our homes and our surroundings according to Matthew 5, 14 and 16. Thank you, Lord, for our ministries and the blood of Jesus Christ over them. We apply the blood of Jesus over our businesses, over our jobs. We apply the blood of Jesus over our finances and possessions. We apply the blood of Jesus over our bills, our checking accounts, our savings accounts. We apply the blood of Jesus over all our possessions and everything we have and everything we will have. Thank you, Lord, for our finances and possessions and the blood of Jesus over them. We declare and decree that where the blood of Jesus Christ is applied, Satan can't enter according to Hebrews 10, 4 and 24 through 23. And we confess now that Jesus is Lord over our families, churches, businesses, jobs, possessions, over our marriages, Father God, over our homes, Jesus. Not sickness, not poverty, not death, not problems, but Jesus is Lord over our families and our lives. And where the power and presence of Jesus is, sickness, poverty, problems, and death can't remain. Father, we thank you this morning for all these things, all these things that have been prayed for, all these things that have been brought to your attention, Jesus. And we ask that you have your way in all situations. Have your way in everything that we do. Help us to woman up in our situations. Help us to woman up in our jobs. Help us to woman up in our homes. Help us to woman up in our relationships. Help us to woman up in our marriages. Help us to woman up in our ministries, God. We just love you right now in the name of Jesus. We ask all of these things, all of these blessings, all of these things as we go forth this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much this morning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for just allowing us to have this time with you this day, Lord. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You know, we recognize on this call (laughs) that there may be those of you that are not saved. There may be those of you that have never, you know, declared Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And we want to give you a chance to do that today because we wouldn't want you to leave this morning without being connected in the right place. So Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. That's Romans 10, 9, and 10. So if if you desire to be saved this morning, like I said, we're going to give you a chance. What I need you to do is repeat after me. We acknowledge, I acknowledge that Jesus Christ is God, that he came to earth as a man in order to live the sinless life that I could not live, that he died in my place, So that I would not have to pay the penalty I deserve. I confess my past life of sin. Living for myself and not obeying God. I admit I am ready to trust Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I ask Jesus to come into my heart, take up residency there, and begin living through me. If you have done this this morning, you, my dear, are saved. And I would like to personally welcome you to the body of Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And I implore you to go out and get connected with a church, get connected with a a, a body in your local area so that you can continue to be fed and continue to grow and be ready to answer the call on your life from when, when God gives you that call. This morning, I just thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I would like to just ask that you tune in tomorrow for Couples Thursday with Minister Shirley and Alexander. You will not be disappointed. You do not want to miss this because it will truly, truly be a blessing to you. We really want to thank you for tuning in to the Veranda Bellamy Inspire Show, and we encourage you to continue your day and be inspired.
strings of my life. Thank you all for joining Veranda Bellamy Inspired.